Welcome to a Spoonful of Sugar podcast with Pam and Amy. We're two friends living in the Midwest with our hubbies and kids. We're living our lives and dreaming of Disney. Join us as we discuss all things Walt Disney World and our love of Disney. Hello and welcome to a special edition of A Spoonful of Sugar podcast with Pam and Amy. So I, Pam, am right now down at Walt Disney World, the most magical place on earth. Uh, I think I can testify to that and we are having a great time. Uh, We have been down here since Thursday and when I'm down here I like to do what we call mini-sodes. So these are brief little episodes, uh, very little editing, just sort of rough and raw and put them out there just to let people know what we're doing while we're down here and having you tag along on the trip. So let me start with day one, which was Thursday the 25th. And that was our travel day. Our travel party this time consisted of myself, my husband Sam, and our three youngest kids, which for the purpose of the podcast, we're calling Moana, who is 16, and Dash, who's nine, and Alice, who is seven. Uh, flew down here. We left at oh dark 30. My alarm went off at 4 a.m. in Chicago. And uh, we got going. A little bit of a late start to the flight, but got to Orlando. It was a lovely flight. Went smoothly. And then it was on to the Magical Express, which is always fun. We dropped people off at Coronado Springs, and then it was time to go to Animal Kingdom Lodge. We love this resort. So Animal Kingdom Lodge, if you do not know, it's one of the deluxe resorts, and it's very, um, it's African-themed, and it is gorgeous. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous resort. There are two parts to it. The original Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is now referred to as Jumbo House, and then Disney Vacation Club built sort of an extension to it, which is a separate building about like a three-minute drive away. There are shuttles that go back and forth, and that's called Kadani Village. We are staying at Jumbo House this time in a one-bedroom villa, and we were told it would be a standard view, and when we finally got in to see it, Uh, It was a trek to get to this room, so a little bit of exercise getting from the lobby to this room, but once we got in, it's lovely, and I don't know if it was, if they bumped us to a savanna view, but I'm thinking the savanna, because I can look out, and there are zebras, uh, I believe, and just various exotic birds, which I think might be vultures, which is a little weird, but hey, I'll go with it, as well as, uh, what else have I seen? some type of African cattle. And some of these would either be from our room or just even passing by the windows back and forth, uh, traveling from the lobby or the quick service back to our room. And giraffes, I love the giraffes. I think those are my favorite. So really cool, Um, a lovely room. Oh, and just a little bit of Disney magic. So when we come, the one bedrooms at Jumbo House here have a king size bed in the bedroom. And then off in the living room, there is a pull-out couch which pulls into a queen-size bed. And then there's a chair which pulls out into a twin-size bed. So we have our two girls sleeping out there in that room. And then we typically bring a 
air mattress for our son Dash to sleep in in um, the bedroom with Sam and myself to, and set that up on the floor. He has special needs and we just want to make sure that he is safe during the night, uh, that kind of thing. We forgot the electric pump to blow up the air mattress. So I called Disney about it. They reassure me that yes, we can borrow an electric pump. It's like fabulous. Uh, next thing I get a call from housekeeping saying, actually, we don't have air mattress pumps because the ones they have, you just plug into the wall. But would we like to borrow one at no charge? And lo and behold, lady shows up, brings the air mattress and bedding and a pillow. It was very, just a lovely Disney touch and made our life so much easier because it would take a really long time to blow up an air mattress with just breathing. So that was a long that was a very good thing. So this day we hit Magic Kingdom. It was a beautiful day and the castle was looking gorgeous. Just blue skies. I put up a picture on Instagram of our beautiful castle. And on the first day we take care of things such as getting settled in obviously to the resort, but our particular family, we also rent a double stroller. So we have to pick that up from the resort. And for my son, uh, Dash, who has autism and it's more on the severe side we get what is called the disability access service pass and it's a special pass that allows us to wait the same amount of time that regular people would have to wait but we don't have to do it standing in the line which is a huge huge help so we were able to get that and if you've heard us talk about this before our family's kind of divided into two groups and i don't remember what episode it is but at one point we talk about it how sam and the older kids, which is now everybody except our youngest little girl, are what we call the commandos. They like to be up and at them usually early, do the rope drop thing, and just hit all the big rides and get on the coasters and do all the fun. Me, not so much. And so I tend to stay back and we're called the cupcakes and I just like being in the parks and enjoying it and doing the tamer rides and my little girl who's seven is just not up to the big rides yet or at least she thinks she's not. So we do sort of a tamer version. So sometimes we'll split up into these two groups. So she and I did Winnie the Pooh and other fun little rides like that. After we got back to the resort and got everybody settled in, uh, we had asked the 16 year old to babysit that one night. And my husband and I had a an evening dinner date over at Epcot in the Canada Pavilion at a restaurant called Le Cellier. It is fashioned after a wine cellar, and uh, it is one of the celebrated restaurants on property. It is basically a steakhouse, and it is so good, so good. Um, if you go, you go downstairs, and the feeling is that you are in sort of the, the lower level wine cellar uh, in someone's home or estate, or who knows? I don't have a wine cellar. But the food is really, really good. They are known for their filet. I had it and it was, oh, just cutting into it. And eat, it was like eating butter. It was fabulous. The breads are amazing. Even the butter is amazing. I don't know what kind they use. So good. They're famous for the pretzel bread. They're also famous for their uh, cheddar cheese beer soup, which I had and it's not my favorite thing, which is weird because it is lots and lots of people's favorite thing. But hey, everything makes the world go round, so that's fine. And my husband ordered the beef bourguignon uh, poutine, which is, if you've not heard of that before, it is a Canadian delicacy of really crispy fried French fries. And they have to be extra crisp to hold up to the 
wait for it, cheese curds, gravy, and in this case, case beef bourguignon, which is poured up on top of it. And it, it is so good. And you eat it with a fork and it's just all kinds of deliciousness. Uh, we didn't even make it to dessert because we were so full uh, and had to bring some leftovers home. But lovely night, great food. I will say of La Cellier, it is a signature restaurant, which means if you're on a dining plan, we weren't. But if you are on the Disney dining plan, it takes two table service credits. And the food, I think, warrants that, definitely. But the atmosphere is feeling... They've got a lot of tables in there. So it feels really crowded, and it feels a little bit more like Be Our Guest uh, than a finer dining establishment. Def kind of a family feel. People will certainly bring their kids there, and I don't know. It just loses a little something with, a, with just the way they've set it up. I think if they had fewer tables, made it a little more elegant, say tablecloths on the tables, things like this, the, the ambiance would match the food. Anyhow, moving on to day two. So day two was Friday, and that for us was an Epcot day. So we started off the day, we rode Frozen, at least my daughter and I did, and the commandos were trying to do test track and the other big rides, which we don't tend to do. Once again, the weather really had out, held, has been holding out beautifully. This time of year, I think the weather down here has finally broken, and so it's finally into what I call Pam weather, and much more seasonable and not as blazing, not blazing hot at all. Uh, and so just a lot better for me and minimal rain, like a little drizzle here or there, able to stay out of it pretty quickly. Haven't even taken our ponchos into the parks so far this trip, which is fabulous. But the big thing I want to talk about for day two is that all five of us had tickets that evening for the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And I love this party. It is so fun. It is at Magic Kingdom. And as it says, it is not so scary. So it's just a great mixture of a little bit of spooky, but not so much that will overwhelm the kids. And it's just a lot of fun. And there's trick-or-treating, and there's a special parade, a special fireworks spectacular, a special stage show with the Sanderson sisters, and so much fun. And special food. One of my favorite things is that they change the lighting. Like on, it's, it's held at night. It starts at, technically at 7, although you can get in at 4. But it goes from 7 till midnight, and they change the lighting on Main Street to make it spooky and Halloween-y. And I'll put up some photos of that. I don't think I've done that yet. Love it. Love how they use lighting so artistically to change what you know Main Street to be into just what feels like a very different place. So that was fabulous. Um, one of the nice things as well is because it is a separate paid ticketed event. You have to pay a separate price to get in. So when you do that, the lines are for rides are a lot shorter because they cap the number of people at a much lower level than they would just for regular park admittance. So our commandos went off, were able to do ride some of the big rides, and my little daughter and I were able to do walk-ons at things like Small World and the Carousel, you know, things like that that she would enjoy. Started off with dinner at Casey's. Uh, always good to have some real food in you before you start loading up on all the candy and sugar. So proud of ourselves for that. Uh, and, oh, let me tell you how we were dressed. So super gal Amy had come up with a great idea since I had located the fabulous, uh, 
what color is this? Sort of a, a mint green with purple teacup skirt. If you look at the uh, Mad Teacup Party, the teacup ride at Magic Kingdom, you'll see that the teacups are all sort of a very specific pattern if you're if you're familiar with them. And Disney had come out with skirts to match these, and I got one on clearance at the outlet store. Hooray! So I went as a teacup. And I paired that with just a, a purple t-shirt. And so we went off that theme and my daughter uh, was dressed to be Alice. And my son, we had him doing the white rabbit. My husband, another clearance find at the outlet store, was one of those Mad Hatter hats. And then my Moana went as the Cheshire cat in a, a Disney outfit, which once again, on clearance, gotta love it. So it was fun having, not all wearing the same thing, but having something that, you know, tied us all together with one theme. We had fabulous seating for the parade. The parade starts in Frontierland. And so my, uh, some of the family had gotten us basically, you know, curbside seating, which was great. The Disney cast members will put out a sort of a line with masking tape. You know, this is as far, this is basically the front line of the parade and my family staked it out early. So we were right there uh, in front of the action. Really great viewing. I've put up a number of sort of video shorts of various parts of the parade. The Boo to You Parade, which is so much fun. Very catchy song. Be careful. It's kind of like Small World. Once you start listening to it, hard to get out of your brain. But my favorite parts are the Dancing Ghosts which you will see from Haunted Mansion, as well as the grave diggers who go around and do a dance and they have shovels and they hit the pavement with them in such a way that sparks literally fly. And so much fun. Now on to day three, which was today. So today on Saturday, we hit Hollywood Studios and this was our first time seeing Toy Story Land, which has opened since the last time we were here. Uh, last time we were here, as I said, it was not open. There was not too much to do at, at Hollywood Studios. Came in today and there was the mass of humanity. It's like the world had descended on Hollywood Studios. Uh, so just lots and lots of people. But all that being said, we feel like we had an incredibly effective day because, of course, Toy Story Land was one of our the big things we were focused in on as they had Toy Story Mania, which was the existing ride, but they've changed the entrance to it now to be in Toy Story Land. And then the two new rides, Alien, Alien Swirling Saucers and the granddaddy of them all, Slinky Dog Dash. And we were able to ride all of those rides. We got on Toy Story Mania. We had a fast pass for that. We were able to get a DAS pass to get on Aliens Rolling Saucers. And we had thought it was kind of like teacups, but we'd be able to control the spinning in each one. So we put the people who wanted to spin in one vehicle and those of us who didn't in the other. Turned out nobody had control. It just sort of spun, just spun you around. But it was fun and it wasn't too long, which I think was a key thing in not making the adults among us you know, want to hurl right after that. Uh, we were able, at that point, Slinky Dog Dash had been down for literally hours. So we were not able to get a DAS pass for that. Uh, we grabbed some lunch uh, and we went to Woody's, got the lunch from Woody's Toy Box. The food was good, sort of like, you know, lunchtime food, sandwiches and 
like tater tots with chili on it and their version of Pop-Tarts, but all of this stuff taken up a notch and made a little more gourmet, a little more Disney. So the key thing with that, people, make sure you use the app and mobile order. That is what you want to do because we saw the crowds of people waiting in the very long line to get their food, and that was not us. Did the mobile order, put it in, and it was amazing how quickly it was done had our food, were able to grab a table, sat down, and enjoyed ourselves, And it was really tasty overall. Really tasty. Uh, so finally, Alien Swirling Saucer um, did come back up and able to get a DAS pass for that, which meant that about two hours later, we'd be able to come back to the line. So we were saved from having to stand in the line for two hours. We could just wait for that somewhere else in the park and doing other things. So did everything from some people rode some of the big rides. Uh, some of us went shopping. Uh, we went to the Star Wars launch bay and just had some fun encounters. A couple of stormtroopers came up to me and assured me that they were there for my security and, and protection, which who knows how much you can trust those stormtroopers, but hey, glad they were not there to uh, slice me in two with a lightsaber or something. Finally got back over to Slinky Dog Dash, got in the line, uh, got in the vehicle, and goodness people, it is such a good ride. It is really, really fun. It is more intense than Seven Dwarves Mine Car. I think it's probably more intense than uh, Big Thunder over at Magic Kingdom, but it, it is fun. It's got, if you want a, all the details, you can go on YouTube and plenty of people have tried to put, have put, you know, fabulous video work of this up on there, but there are just dips and uh, no loops, but there's some hilly parts and then there's a part where you sort of stop partway through and they pull you back. Uh, I think kind of like those, you know, match cars back in the day where you'd like pull them back and then let them go and they'd go through, uh, except this was a slinky dog, of course. And some big hills that you would climb and make you all nervous. But then when you came down, it wasn't a straight drop. It sort of went off to the side, which helped with not feeling like you're dropping so far. It was really fabulous, had a lot more fun. I only wish it were twice as long. We got off of that and we're like, you know what, let's get another DAS pass for this because it was awesome. So we did that, and in between, we had made a reservation for one of the fabulous restaurants at at um, Hollywood Studios, which is called the Hollywood Brown Derby. Uh, went there and just had a great time. It's our daughter Moana's last night for us, uh, with us on this trip as she's flying back tomorrow as she is a junior in high school and um, will be staying with uh, some friend, good friends of ours there back home, but just needs to get back to school. It's harder when the kids get older, of course, to get them out of school. Our oldest two who are both who are in college and grad school just were not able to come with us at all because pretty much impossible to cut uh, any days out of that. So we're ending this time with the five of us at a wonderful dinner. I had the filet there, so good. Uh, I had the famous Cobb salad, which was okay. Turns out I'm not so great of a, a Cobb salad fan, but good to know. My husband had the curried butternut squash soup, which was amazing. And I think my favorite part was they've moved their dessert concept to being just dessert trios. So they'll name a bunch of different desserts they have, include, including their famous grapefruit cake, 
and um, and you can get like all three of your trios being the same thing if you know what you love. But I had a trio consisting of a little, each one is like about the size of a, like a large golf ball. So the grapefruit cake, and I had a bananas foster on a macaroon kind of thing, and some deep chocolate mousse, which was just amazing. So, so, so good. Really enjoyed it. And our little guys enjoyed their food as well. Got back to our resort, and I'm not so much the swimmer, but the others in the group really wanted to. And it turns out that our pool here at Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House is down for refurb, which is very sad. Wah, wah, wah. But the not even sister resort, the Kadani village part of our same resort does have their pool and splash pad and hot tubs and all of that working. So they run a little shuttle bus between Jumbo House and Kadani. We hopped on that. I went to do a little shopping at the gift store that they have at Kadani because Kadani is considered a DVC resort. So they have some DVC specific things that the Jumbo House gift store, even though it's much larger, that they do not have. And meanwhile, the family was enjoying the pool and all the other things. I eventually went back later so I could help just watch the little guys at the splash pad and so that my husband and daughter could have some fun in the pool. So tomorrow we are uh, actually officially checking out of our one bedroom. This will be on Sunday and it's going to be a big day. I'll tell you about that tomorrow, but wanted to make sure I got a mini sewed out. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm putting up a ton of stuff, especially on Instagram, but it also shows up on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for coming and joining along on our Animal Kingdom Lodge adventure for autumn 2018. See you soon.